awesome. Um, I, something I just noticed, Adam, that we've forgotten the last few weeks, um, besides unmuting the microphone, is that we don't have our trademark Bibles and people forget their Bibles. So ne let's, next week we'll have Bibles in case you forget yours. Bring your own Bible, and if you don't own a Bible, we'll totally give you a Bible. But try to bring your own, and then bring it every week. But if you forget, we're going to have Bibles available for you, so you don't have to just look at the screen and do it that way. Speaking of Bibles, you can turn to Genesis chapter 6. First book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 6. First book, 6th chapter. That's where we're going to be starting, and we're going to be picking it up in verse 9. Now, the, the bumper tells it all, but if you've missed it, uh, we're at the time of year, uh, we do this once a year where we try to go through all our core values. And so you can see them on the screen, and this is what trademark, we want to be known for this. We call these our distinguishing marks, things that set us apart from the world, and, and sometimes even from other churches. And it's all about Jesus, as you saw. But we want to be marked by, we want a distinguishing mark to be life transformation through Jesus. We want to see lives transform through Jesus, not through a good diet, although that's cool too, right? Not through um, a, a, a new boyfriend or girlfriend, but through Jesus. So we want to see life transformation through Jesus. We want to see audacious faith in Jesus. Audacious faith in Jesus. We want to see bold proclamation for Jesus. And last week, Adam talked about how we want to be marked by authentic relationships that are around Jesus. So that's like our our, our values, that's our distinguishing marks, and that's the series we're in right now. We have one more week of it, and my assignment is um, audacious faith in Jesus. So that's where we're going. Hopefully you got notes. And I want to give you a little bit of definition before we get too far into it, um, because audacious isn't a word you use all the time, and it has a few different meanings. And so I want to kind of give you the definition of what we mean when we say audacious. Audacious is showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risk. Showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risk. And some synonyms that go with audacious would be bold, or, or daring, or fearless, brave, courageous, valiant, heroic, and, and the list goes on. But when we say audacious, that's what we mean. That there's a willingness to do surprisingly bold risk. That our faith should be such that the world looks at Trademark, looks at you as, as part of MCA, as part of Trademark, and goes, wow, they're bold about their faith. Wow, they're fearless with their faith. Wow, they're willing to take risk with their faith. They are not stagnant. They are not boring. They are risk takers. They are, they are courageous. They are valiant. That you might even say they're heroic over there. Uh, you might say they have heroic faith. And so that's what we mean by audacious. And then faith. We mean a strong belief or trust in Jesus. A strong belief or trust. The Bible definition is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So at Trademark, we want to be marked. We want to live with audacious faith. That's a distinguishing mark. I hope you guys are understanding that. It's something that sets us apart from the rest of the world. We have audacious faith in Jesus. And, and there's so many stories in the Bible that we could go to to talk about faith and talk about audacious faith. There's so many places we could go with this, but we're going to look at Noah. We're going to look at Noah, which is why we're all the way in Genesis 6. We're six chapters in, and if you know anything about your Bible, six chapters in, and God's like, let's just flood the whole earth. Um, and so that's where we're at today. Um, and we can look at a lot of stuff, because faith is crazy. Faith is crazy. It's a belief it's a hope. It's a, I can't wait for this to happen. 
But faith, and this is important, a lot of people miss this. And it's important to understand, especially in middle school, high school, uh, college, young adult age, to really get this. Because what, if you can understand what I'm about to say about faith, it'll shape how you are as a Christian. Faith is not boring, because the, the last thing you need to hear is faith isn't just a belief or a hope. Faith is also a verb. It's an action. It requires you to do something. So when you say you're a person of faith, that means you should be a Christian who actually does something with your life, who actually does something with your faith, not someone who just necessarily goes to church and is, is quiet and passive, but you have action, you have a verb connected to your faith in Jesus. So, so then all that to say, what is audacious faith? What is audacious faith? And if you're taking notes, I, I think this is on there. Audacious faith is when we listen to God and do what he says. Audacious faith is when we listen to God and then do what he says. And, and this is, I, uh, my office is being redone right now, but this is a poster I hang in my office. I want to be reminded of this all the time. That if I'm going to be a person of faith, if I'm going to be a leader in faith, then I need to be someone who listens to God and I need to be someone who does what he actually tells me to do. There's a lot of people who can tell you a lot of things about God. They can read the Bible and study God, but then they, they miss the next crucial step, the action, right? They miss the, and do what he says. Listen to God and do what he says. It, it's that simple and it's that difficult. It's that simple. Just listen to God and do what he says, which is so simple. And it's so difficult. It's so hard to do this perfectly all the time. It's so hard to do this even just on a regular basis. It's so hard for your faith to look like that in a way that it actually becomes a distinguishing mark of who you are as a person. That you're a person who listens to God and then does what he tells you to do. And that is audacious faith. That is bold that is, that is fearless faith. That is brave faith. That's, that's intense faith right there. And when we get to Noah, Noah is one of the many people in the Bible who does this. And that's where we are in Genesis 6. Stay. Good. Um, in Genesis 6, and we're going to be in verse 9 is where we're going to pick it up. And uh, you guys kind of know what's going to happen. Even if you haven't been to church, you've heard the story of Noah and the ark. Um, it says this. These are the generations of Noah... Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh. For the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. The breadth, 50 cubits. The height, 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and set the door of the ark um, in its side, make it with lower, second, and third decks. It's a, it's a three-story house. For, be, be, for behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, 
And you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come in to you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten, and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Here, verse 22. Noah did this. He did all God commanded him. Remember, listen to God and do what he says. God gives a list to Noah, a crazy, audacious list. And we get to verse 22, and it says, Noah did this. He did all that God commanded. Let's keep going. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of the earth. For in seven days I will send rain on the earth, forty days and forty nights, and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. Here it is again. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood and waters came upon the earth. We're going to stop right there. Uh, Noah trusted God's word. He heard God speak and he trusted his word. He heard him say, go do this. This is going to happen. Live in this faith. And Noah did this. I think those words being said about any human are some of the most powerful words that could be said. Noah did this. Noah did all that God commanded him. Think about how powerful that statement is. There's a time in the New Testament where someone comes before Jesus and and claims to have done all. And Jesus says, oh, you lack one thing. And right here in in chapter 6, we see that Noah did all that God commanded him. How powerful is this? He trusted God's word and he acted upon it. Noah did this. Noah did this. Listen to God and do what he says. And that is all faith requires. Faith only requires two things. It requires that you trust God's word and that you do what God says. That's it. That you trust God's word and that you do what God says. And Noah lived with bold, daring, fearless faith. And, and, there, and he trusted God before he saw the end, right? He trusted God before he saw how this was all going to play out. He heard God say, a flood's coming, and he did what he said. He listened and he obeyed. And there's no doubt that he was mocked by his neighbors and the, the other people. There's no doubt that he had to go through some sort of, 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 of ridicule from the people around him. They're, they're a corrupt world anyway, so just the idea that someone would live with faith to God is crazy. There's no doubt that they thought Noah was crazy. And we don't have all the details here, but we can assume that that Noah was in in many ways the joke of the town. Building something that had never been built, to do something that had never been even seen, to achieve something that, that God told him in a world where people didn't believe in God. And and so so he lived with faith. Noah had great faith and the Bible gives us just this simple statement. That Noah did this. It's so interesting if, if you 
like study the scriptures, you start looking for faith heroes. We even have a faith hero chapter. We'll read it in a minute in Hebrews 11. But we have all these people who just trust God and do what he says, and they seem to get little praise. And so many Christians are looking for the praise of people. They're looking for the praise from, from their pastor, from the world around them, from their parents. And when you look at God's word, it's just the expectation. It's not some great feat. It's the expectation. If you follow God, you listen, and you do what he says. That's what you do. And so then when we see Noah do it, and we're preaching a sermon about how radical Noah was, how crazy he was, how much faith he had, and all the Bible says is, Noah did this. And you would think he would get more. He does get a little bit of credit in Hebrews 11, verse 7. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the screen in front of you if you're not there. This is his next like, claim to fame. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. And by this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So it's like you get this story in Genesis, you get a little recap in Hebrews 11, and that's it. That's him being marked by faith. And, it, and let me just say this, it's sad when you see Christians, because so many Christians start off hot, right? They start off and they're, they're full of faith and they, they're, they're pouring into their Bible and they're, they're telling their friends about church and they're inviting them to come. And like next week, I, I don't, like I, I agree with Adam, there's not a better deal I've ever heard than next week. Um, it, it is a crazy deal, $10 um, for, for the friend and $10 for you. Like that is, that's crazy. And there's pizza. Right? When I was a kid, we, like the, the way they got us to bring friends to church was like, you'll get a sticker. It was like, that was it. And it wasn't like a cool trademark sticker. It was like a star on a board. And we just kept track. Like, it was lame. Um, so cool, right? But Christians often start off really like, like hot. Like, they're ready to go. And they have so much faith. And then they just step away. And they, they start to go towards disobedience. And we see this all the time. But when God's people stop living with audacious faith, then God's church stops being an audacious church. When God's people stop living with audacious faith, then God's church stops being an audacious church. If MCA, if trademark is going to be marked by audacious faith, then you individually have to live with audacious faith. That's right. we, we, are, we are not stronger than you. We need you, right? So much of what we're talking about these last few weeks and next week is that we're a body, we're a unit, we're, we're members together. We need your faith to be strong. We need you to be bold. We need you to, to, to be brave and courageous in your faith, and you need me to do that too. And together we make the church, God's bride, to be an audacious, bold, brave, courageous church. And if that doesn't happen, then the church actually You'll, you'll see churches that are actually taking steps back, and it starts with the individuals. If you ever look at your church and you're like, I don't like what I see, look at yourself, because you're part of it. You're a member. You're part of the body, right? It starts with you. Your faith actually drives the church's faith. Your worship drives. I don't like the worship in my church. Do you like the worship in your heart? Because you drive the worship. A church is not, it's not a building, it's, a, it's the body, it's the people within it. And so, so much of it is tied to you individually. So I can't get up here and preach this sermon and say, we as a church need to be like Noah, unless I say, you individually, yes, you, you personally need to be like Noah. You need to live with audacious faith. Uh, we need to be a, a church that's marked by that.
a, a church that's marked by that. And, and some people want faith. They, they want to have faith, but they want it to be easy and not audacious. They want to just leave out the audacious stuff. Now, I want to come to church. I, I love the free pizza. I love the ice cream. I love that we have AC. I love that we have the screens and the lights. But don't ask me to do anything crazy. Like, I'm just not there yet. And, and wherever you're, whatever there is to you, it's, it's way further back than you think. Right? You not being there means you're not even stepping into faith. Faith simply is audacious. It's risk-taking, and it's bold. It, it's, it's, it's going towards what has not been seen. It's trusting God and doing what he says. It's bold obedience. Audacious faith is obedience to an audacious God. You can write that down. Audacious faith is obedience to an audacious God. And, and so you're like, well, why does it matter for Christians to have audacious faith? Well, because as Christians, we follow Christ. And Adam talked about this a couple weeks ago. We follow Christ. We, we replicate him. And, and our God is audacious. Our God is bold. Our God doesn't pull punches. Our, our God is courageous. And, and, and the things he then calls his people to step out and do are just as bold, require just as much courage, require just as much risk-taking as the, the steps he's willing to do. When you read the Bible, the, remember the Bible's about God, and God is bold and brave and courageous, and he calls you to do the same. Uh, an audacious faith is obedience to an audacious God. You're not following God if your faith isn't like God's faith. You're not following God if you're not doing what he's doing. That We're literally following him step for step. If he's audacious, we're audacious. If he has to carry a cross, we have to carry a cross. It, it's one and the same. And so audacious faith is the only option for a Christian because we follow an audacious God. Audacious faith, and you can write this down, audacious faith doesn't have a cruise control. How many of you are already driving? You can like legally drive a vehicle. Okay, good. Um, how many of you never want to drive a vehicle? Okay, okay, amen, praying for you, um, love you, yeah, um, <laughs> and so there, there's something really cool in vehicles, and that's cruise control, and uh, how many of you have ever been in the car with me where my feet are, while I'm driving, my feet are up on the dash? I totally do this, right, and, and it's like shoes are off, and I am just like, I'm driving, like, it's crazy, and the only way I can do that, the only way I can drive with my feet up is because I have cruise control. So I just set it at 15 over and keep going. And, um, you know, <laughs> just kidding, don't speed. That's against the law, that's sin. Um, so uh, faith has, audacious faith doesn't have a cruise control. There's no option where you get to sit back and take a break. There's no option in the Christian faith where it's going to be this steady pace forever. It, it, the Christian faith is crazy. There's times where you're battling sin as hard as you possibly can battle sin. You're fighting it in prayer. You're getting community around you. And then just when you feel like you've, you've beat your sin, someone's like, hey, can you help me? And you're like, yeah, let's go do it, right? And so, so you're helping each other. There's no cruise control, right? We're, we're, always, we're always pushing our faith. We're always taking risk. We're always stepping out. We don't get to a certain spot and then stop. Audacious faith doesn't have a cruise control. To be honest, it's really, really easy to put our faith in cruise control. It's too easy. We get to a certain spot, and it just feels good. It just feels, it feels really good to just cruise, cruise and, and wait out the ride, calm down, right? Some of you are like, I don't even want to drive. Like, I'll just move over to the passenger seat. We'll just Tesla this thing. 
Someone else can drive, right? Like, like we'll just, we'll, we'll take it really chill. And so you're like, you know what I like? I just like coming to church like once a month, and that just feels right. Feels good, right? Like, I, I, I'll come to church, but man, when I'll stand for worship, but I'm not going to, like, worship. You know, like, I, I'm cruise control through worship. And, and so we, we set it in cruise control, and it's so easy, but we don't see, and hear this, we don't see a single example of cruise control faith in the Bible. There's not one. Like, find one. Point it out to me. Let's have a Bible study. That'd be fun. We'll do it in my car. Like, we'll be driving. Okay. Um, <laughs> we don't have an example of cruise control. God's people don't stop. God's people don't take a, take a break in their faith. God's people don't get satisfied with the results in their own faith and in their church's uh, um, outreach. We don't stop. God's people are supposed to be on a mission to show the world Jesus. Until the whole world has seen Jesus, we do not stop. We just don't stop. Audacious faith doesn't have a cruise control. We are to be known for our audacious faith. We're supposed to be bold, risk-takers, courageous followers for Jesus. That's what we are. Praying for the impossible and then doing whatever it takes to make it happen. Have you ever done that? Have you ever prayed, and I know many of you are praying and you're working on the discipline of prayer. I've been teaching on prayer to our adults. I'm, right now, I'm preaching on prayer to the adults. You don't even know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the video right now preaching on prayer. But we've been spending all quarantine talking about prayer. I know many of you are working on your times in prayer too. But have you ever prayed for something impossible or seemingly impossible and then decided to go chase after that thing and, and not stop until it happens? Have you, have you ever done this, to, to pray for the impossible and then do whatever it takes to make it happen? That's the kind of faith we live with. That's the kind of faith and the trust we have in Jesus. It's audacious. God, I believe you're going to save my family. I'm praying for you to save my dad. I'm praying for you to, to make a change in, in my parents' marriage. And I'm going to keep praying, and I'm going to keep studying, and I'm going to keep encouraging until I see it change. And, 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 and mom and dad might have said it's impossible and this thing's over, but I'm going to keep praying, and I'm going to keep running, and I'm not going to stop. My faith doesn't have a cruise control. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to pray for the impossible, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to see it happen. That, that, that's how we live with audacious faith. Let me just run you through a few other stories in the Bible. You got the story of Jericho, right? Here's the battle plan for Jericho. Walk around the city one time every day. On the last day, do it seven times. The walls actually fall. Impossible, right? These are all in that faith chapter, uh, Hebrews 11. Um, God's people leaving Egypt. The plan, go camp out by the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army will come to get you. Just ask God to make the waters part, and God does. That's audacious faith. Here's, the, here's what we're going to do. It's impossible. We're just going to go camp in front of that big body of water. And when they come to kill us and enslave us, we'll just ask God to, to part the waters. Like, that's audacious faith. That's crazy faith. David and Goliath, there's a giant and there's an army standing there. And there's not a single man who will step up and fight the giant. And this little punk kid shows up and, and, and says, I'll do it. Yeah. Right? Audacious faith. By faith. Audacious, bold, risk-taking faith. We are people of audacious faith, but we often settle, we often settle for wherever we already are. And we're like, hey, I'm here, it's good enough. And in some ways, you know, there's something to that, like Adam talked about, we have this, this thing we like to say, you can belong before you believe, like you're welcome here no matter where you're at, but we're gonna keep pushing you. 
And if you're calling yourself a Christian, if you're a person of faith, then part of the thing we have to do is keep pushing each other. We're in this together. We need you running. We need you up to the pace. I, I, I was talking to um, Brother Sal from our church, and he, he was in the Marines, and he has a, a, a buddy who was really small, and he could barely keep up the pace. And he described him to me as a, a he, he's a full-grown man, but he, he's so small that when you walked behind him, it looked like just a backpack with a helmet on it because their backpacks were so heavy. And, and the Marines do this thing for intimidation. They put all the big guys out in front. Even when they're just marching across the desert, it's like a very American thing, like, boom, here we are, right? And if you can't keep up, they put you on the trucks, which is humiliating. You, no one wants to go on the truck. You're like, that sounds great. You're not a Marine. Uh, you don't want to be on the truck, right? We have a pace that's set for us, and we need you to keep up. And there's no truck, right? Like, we're, we're just running. We're just going after this. Uh, so, so how does audacious faith work? I, I think if you look at your life, let me just get real with you real quick. If you look at your life, there are areas of faith that you have forgotten. You've gotten discouraged or even given up on. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's in your education. Maybe it's in your relationships. I gave some examples earlier. Maybe it's in your goals. Maybe it's in your dreams. Maybe it's in your battle with sin and you just gave up. Like, oh no, porn just beat me. My relationships are just always going to be a mess. Cutting is just part of who I am. And, and you start letting these things define you and stop living with audacious faith. Stop going to fight this thing every day. And you've taken a step back. You've forgotten. You've got discouraged or you've even given up. God has big things for you. Big things for you. God has big things for trademark. We're in this together. Right? If he has big things for you, then he has big things for all of us. We're, we're in this together. So how does audacious faith work? Audacious faith begins, and you can write this down. This is important. These are the steps to audacious faith. If you're like, I'm tired of vague sermons. Like, give me, the, give me the good stuff. What do I need to do? How does audacious faith work? Audacious faith begins with God speaking. Begins with God speaking. In every story of faith in Scripture, we see people hearing from God. Hearing from God. They're crying out for answers. And then they're listening to the instruction. And, and hear this, this is important. This is where audacious faith begins. This is where audacious faith begins. This is like step one. I need to hear God speak to me. Well, how does God speak? You can hear him speak to you in prayer. That certainly can happen. But this, this book we have, the Bible, this isn't a history book. This is a revelation book. This is God revealing himself to you. This is God literally speaking. It's as if he's breathing out. And so what's in this book is God speaking to you. And so the first thing you need for audacious faith is God to speak, and he's right here on the pages in front of you. And when you cry out to him in prayer, he'll speak to you. And when, when we're singing worship songs that glorify him, you'll, you'll, you'll hear him in that. Right? We need God to speak. That's where audacious faith begins, through God's word and Bible study and God's voice in prayer together. They work hand in hand. I don't study my Bible without prayer. And, and I try not to pray without reading my Bible. They, they go hand in hand. They're together. And then, so we need God to speak, and then when God speaks, we move. Remember, faith's in action. We need God to speak first, and then when God speaks, we, we move. Faith is a verb. As you pray, audacious faith prayers over your life, be ready, because God is going to, to put something on your heart for you to do. It might not happen the first time you pray, but you keep at it. You keep praying audacious faith prayers and get ready. Listen. Remember, don't just pray and walk away. That's not how conversations happen, right? Pray and sit. Listen 
right? When God speaks, then we move. Maybe start journaling, start taking notes, even in your times of prayer, especially as you're studying God's word. When he speaks, we got to move. So if, if God's speaking is where faith begins, then when, when we move, that's where audacious faith is tested. Audacious faith gets tested if you're going to actually get up and do something about it. That's where it gets tested. So God has to speak. We got to move. And then the third thing, as we move, God works. As we move, God works. As you see these audacious faith prayers become actions, and then the actions produce results. And this is where audacious faith gets recognized. So if you're like, man, I've been doing some of these things and I'm not seeing it, no one else is seeing it, no one else is pointing it out. It begins with God speaking. Maybe you're there, maybe you're not even there yet. But it begins with God speaking, hearing him speak in prayer, studying his word. And, and then you have to move. And then when you move, God works, and that's when people start to recognize it. That's when our city starts to recognize it in trademark. That's when our church starts to recognize it in, in trademark. Because we, we listen to God speak, we did what he said, we got up and moved, and then as we move, he works, and we get to see it, and other people get to recognize it. And then God gets the glory. It's all about Jesus. It's all for Jesus. It's not about you. But God will use you if you'll let him. I dare you. I dare you to pray audacious faith prayers over your life. I, I dare you to sit down this week or kneel or however you pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? God, my family's broken. What's my goal here? What am I supposed to do with this? God, my grades are a mess. What am I supposed to do with this? God, I'm angry and I'm depressed and I hate wearing a mask and I hate being home. What do you want me to do, God? You start praying some audacious faith prayers. You start saying, God, I believe you're going to do this in my life. Now, what's my move? Start praying like that. Start writing down what, what's, what's in your mind. Start writing down what you see coming from God's word. Start taking notes when we're preaching. God's speaking. I, I dare you to pray like that. I dare you to look for audacious things to do from God's word. So many people are like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my faith. Have you read the Bible? There's some crazy things you're supposed to be doing. Some crazy things you're supposed to be doing in your life. Start studying those things and then actually do it. I think, I think when you pray with audacious faith, you begin to speak things as if they're, they are, even when they haven't happened yet. You begin to say things like, like no, my, my family's going to get saved. And, and they haven't hap it hasn't happened yet. Like, God, you're going to save my family. You're, you're going to change this. I'm, I'm going to see these outcomes happen. You start praying different. Like, I, I can notice when some people pray. And sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this experience. You're like, whoa, you're on a whole other level. <laughs> you pray different. I believe you start praying these audacious prayers, the way you talk about what God's going to do, your, your, your voice is actually going to carry a tone of faith. It's, you're going to sound like faith. People are going to look at you and be like, I don't know what that is, but that's cool. Right? <laughs> like, it, it's such faith. It's the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So it starts with prayer. Then prayer leads to action, and action leads to glory. It starts with prayer. Prayer leads to action, and action leads to glory. As you pray these things and other audacious prayers over your life, get ready to do something about it.
Get ready to do something about it. It may be something huge and, and, and very different than you're used to. It, it may be something simple and easy. It, it may be many things. It may be something small and seemingly insignificant. And you're like, God, that's the thing? That doesn't seem audacious. And he's like, well, try it for a week, right? Like, see how good you are at it. It may seem too difficult to do. It may seem impossible. But audacious faith always has action attached to it. It always has action attached to it. So if you would, would you stand? I'm just going to pray over you guys. I'm going to pray that God would fill you with some audacious faith, that, that you, would, you would feel drawn to pray these kind of prayers. This is big stuff. Right? We only have four values or four marks, and this is one of them. That's how big of a deal this is. I could preach these four things over and over again for like three years. I won't, I promise. But I could, right? I'm just saying. Pray audacious prayers. Pray bold prayers. Pray specific prayers. Pray risky prayers. Pray prayers that you know are going to require you to do something. Pray like that. And then do audacious things for God. Listen to God. And do what he says. And then, and this is the fun part, this is faith. Expect, expect audacious results. Expect audacious results. Let me pray for you. If you would, would you just bow your, your head and close your eyes? And, and as I pray, I, I believe some of you actually need to step into faith. You need to put your faith in Jesus. You need to declare him as your savior because you are a sinner and he died on the cross for sins. And you need to declare him as the Lord because you've tried running your life and you're not very good at it and you finally realize it and you need him to run your life. So I'm going to pray so many things right now, but, but maybe your first step is just to become a Christian and just talk to God tonight and lay your heart out before him, lay your sins out before him and, and join us in this journey. Step into faith. That, could, that, that first step is some of the most audacious steps any Christian ever makes. And for some of you that are a Christian, just as I pray, just begin in your own words. And you, you don't even got to listen to me, right? Just in your own words, in your own heart. God, what do you want me to do? Maybe you've got something on your heart already. God, you know the, the person that, that I'm thinking of. God, you know how I feel about this situation. God, you know how bad this hurts. Pray those prayers then do something about it and watch God work with you. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I, I thank you that you don't call us to a boring faith. You don't call us to a, a, a cruise control laid back faith, but you call us to audacious faith. Lord, right now, if there's someone in this room who has not put their faith in you, who has not declared in their heart and to the people around them that they belong to you, that they believe in you, and that they live for you. God, right now, stir their hearts, make them yours. May they leave here forever changed because they took the risk. They were bold enough, they were courageous enough to give their life to you. And for those of us in here who have already done that, maybe we forgot that that was a big deal. 
Maybe we forgot that this requires action, that we can't just stop, we can't take a break, we can't set the cruise control. God, would you begin to, to draw us forward? Would you help us to get our feet moving, to get our faith moving? Would you help us to pray bold prayers, specific prayers, prayers that are going to require us to be courageous, take risks? And God, get us moving, push us, slap us around, get us going so that we actually put it to the test, so that we listen to you and we do what you tell us to do. And Lord, what we really want to see is the results. May we be marked. May people start to see that we are different. We have a different kind of faith, a true faith, an audacious faith. And we actually live like it. Empower your people, I pray. Grab them, call them, push them onto greater things for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys. Don't forget next week, pizza, bring a friend. It's going to be good.